Just lower your voice. Can I do a moo? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Moo. <laughs> no, 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 that's not how you lower your voice. Yes, it is. No. It was a growl. Moo. That's good. It's really good. <laughs> sounds like home. That <laughs> 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 sounds like home. <laughs> sounds like the farmstead. Oh is that right? You don't go very deep. I it's, tried. It's not you, like you have a voice like a little flute either. I tried, and you had, you yelled at me. How high can you go? <laughs> I'm just a teeny tiny little fairy. <laughs> well, what are we doing? Oh gosh, we're starting off strong, is what we're doing. Mooing and talking about fairies. Did you record that part? It's all. Here. Everyone got the moo. We're going. Yeah. Should we tell the moo story? Which one? <laughs> well, where it originated. Yes. Uh, so we were in Denver for uh, the. Cherry Hill tournament or whatever it was, um, and there's this, this cool guy. Uh, I I gave him a, a lesson like summer of 2020, or he was in a clinic. His name is Mu Venkatesan, I think. I don't, I don't really know how to pronounce his last name. Really nice guy. Um, I think he's been playing pro recently. And whenever I see his name in a draw, I just I can't help it. I mean, his name is Mu. That's that's funny. So I just I just start going. Moo. Just <laughs> it's like you know the classic child the cow thing. Yes, uh, but to I, him or just walking around. Uh, like, I I think I I saw him. I was with Colin maybe at the time. I mean Colin, Jack, Hannah. Uh, uh, I forget who I was with originally, but I, I just I just started saying it randomly. I would just make intense eye contact just here. Moo. Yes, <laughs> my so ridiculous. My first experience was getting. Was was you and Colin just double teaming me? I'm I'm so confused. I like just show up and <laughs> oh yeah, we didn't tell you why. No, we were doing I'm it. like you showed up to Denver w- after you had played your other tournament. Yes. And you're just like suddenly these people are mooing at me. Mooing at me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is aggressive towards me, but I don't know how to respond. Yeah, so I know Colin just Colin like literally as Colin does, just literally looks deep into my eyes, stares for about four seconds before doing anything, and I'm just like, oh my god, what's what's about to <laughs> what's happen? What's about to come? Yeah, what's uh, and, and he just. Had like a rumble from the deeps of the his depths, stomach. The depths. No, the deeps. The deep depths. The deep depths. Uh, from and, and just you know, wide eye, just moo. I'm just like, oh my god, why am I getting mooed at? What does this mean? Uh, and then you start doing it, and I'm just like, why am I here? <laughs> <laughs> Couple of idiots. Couple of idiots. So that's the moo. Uh, did you cross our camera line? Okay. That's. That's Indiana Johns. She's our producer today. Yeah. You know her her name comes from her Instagram. I hear it's like Hannah. I don't. I can't even do it. Keep going. Hannah. I think it's Hannah. Technically, that's her handle. And it's just you get so lost in that whole word. Yeah. That I think it was Adam. Adam originally just goes. Every time I see her name, I just go Hannah. And he makes a weird little snarl. Intense eye contact at an inanimate object or a wall. Anything really works. It's good stuff. Oh, I wish I wish Adam was here right now. This feels like this feels like Costa Rica again. I feel like I haven't seen Adam in a long time, and I miss him. It's been too long. It's way too long. And and I really need to get him on the podcast. We need to get him on the podcast. We tried. I think he's got a little he's got a little nerves, but that's okay. I, I understand. Well, he's he's I I understand he thinks he's too much for the people to handle, but they deserve it. 
They deserve it. The people. I want. It. I want 110 percent of Adam. 110 percent juice. Um, okay. Latest news, events. Uh, SpinServe gets banned uh, for the PPA completely, as it should be. Oh, Spen- uh, I thought you said Spencer. I was like, Spencer, who? It's <laughs> yeah, like, what did he do uh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to get banned from the pro tour? Kick him off the tour, Doug. What would it take for somebody to to get banned from the tour? <laughs> I'm trying to think. Like, has that ever happened? The ATP, I think, match fixing they have before. I can't think of any other situation. Maybe they. Oh, for like ATP? Somebody, yeah. Um, Obviously, it's never happened in pickleball yet. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. Uh, suspensions obviously happen for like doping and yeah. match fixing and yeah, stuff. Yeah, but not but like lifetime ban. I don't think so. Like you, yeah. I, I, don't bet know. It, I bet it's happened in tennis. I just don't know them. Yeah, and it was probably like a low level. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, spin serve. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. So I mean, we've talked about the spin serve a lot. Really, all I have to say on it is USA Pickleball made a huge mistake in that they just went halfway with it. It's like, yeah. what is the point? Yeah, it's it, one or the it, other. It, it's just such a weird disparity where you're like, either you ban both or you keep both because they're literally the same thing. The difference is one hand is a little harder to learn, but it's probably even better than the first one was. It's like what you're literally yeah. doing is hamstringing yourself by saying, we're banning one, we're giving you a year to practice something new and keep messing people up with it, and then we're going to ban that one too. It's like, why and, wait? And they, they knew they did it because I saw some of the officials like comment and be like, well, this is, you know, it's, it, it's going to, we're going to see how it goes for the first half of the year, and then we might, like, they kind of backtracked on it, like yeah, knowing they that, like, they made a mistake. Yeah. So, and they backtracked a little bit, but they didn't want to go, like, oh, whoops, guys, sorry, we actually do want to yeah. ban that too. We'll just see how it goes for the first half. Oh, of the yeah. Year. Well, we know exactly how it's going to go. <laughs> well, now it's not going to matter. Yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah, well done. I think that's another good move. And I think a lot of people are just like, should the PPA be, you know, making their own rules, essentially? And that's a little bit of a far step. It's just because, I mean, that's just obviously a mistake. <laughs> yeah. Because make ball's part. And I'm just like, well, I'm glad that you guys are <laughs> making your own decisions and making the right ones there. I mean, you can obviously yeah, this, see how that could get away from you a little bit, and they can just do weird stuff, but they haven't yet, so okay. Yeah. <clears throat> what else? Give me the 411, Robert. Are we going straight into, like, I'm just looking at because I did an Instagram story and mm-hmm. just got a lot of, I said, what do you want us to talk about? And I got a lot of stuff here, but I, I feel like it's too early. Or, uh, what do we want to do? Do we want to do we want to freestyle this and talk about whatever we want to talk about? Or do we want to just get straight to the juice? There's a lot of uh, clearly. There's a lot of stuff going on at pickleball right now. Right. Like this yeah. M- I mean, we might as well. Yeah. This morning or last night, you know, kind of news broke that uh, the PPA tour, uh, pickleball central and pickleball tournaments was acquired uh, by f- Mr. Tom Dundon. By Tom Dundon f- for majority ownership. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, basically, what I can tell you is, uh, well, first, Mr. Tom Dundon. Uh, Owner of the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, what else has he done? I mean, that's uh, but, but but he was in the auto loan industry for a long time, and that's kind of where he made most of his money. We'll I call him a business tycoon and leave it at that. Business tycoon. <laughs> <laughs> that that's a, also a sports lover, and obviously, a, oh, he a, plays every sport. A big deal. Um, it's actually hilarious. I've been to his house, and it's like you got tennis courts, you got indoor gym, you got pickleball courts, you got freaking football field. Yeah. Like, what sport don't it's, you have? It's everything. Like ping pong table. Like, what sport do you want to play? I have it. <laughs> so clearly, a sports enthusiast. So. Uh, yeah, we, we both do know Tom personally, a really cool guy. Um, and really what I'd say is what, what's interesting is much like a lot of pickleball, people just like it piques their interest because they see how interesting the world is. Like people want to help pickleball grow for like 
altruistic reasons and that's really interesting like to him yeah. he's just like i've never seen a world where you guys are more fanatical about your sport there's just so many people that absolutely love it and he plays too and he like understands it but he's like you guys truly love it yeah um so i think he saw that and he's just like it seems like it's fairly disorganized and i'm sure we've talked about that before it's just yeah. kind of all over the map with you know you got multiple tours you got uh pickleball tournaments being kind of the only site and in my opinion you know, i mean they do a good job but the site itself is kind of antiquated yep. um and, and it's just kind of all over the place it's dis disorganized diffracted and i feel like that's a major reason why it hasn't been picked up by you know major sports networks and stuff like that because they don't really know what to, they don't know who to talk to yep. there's nobody in charge there is no atp tour ppa has tried to do that but they're not dominant enough or weren't dominant enough yet to, to get those things and they were on their way a good trajectory but uh, basically how i see this tom really is looking to expedite that process. He's just like, if I have pickable tournaments, pickable central, the largest retailer and the PPA tour, I can make big moves that the PPA was already trying to do much more quickly. Yeah. Um, so basically the idea is to, to be the ATP tour, that, that kind of thing for pickleball, uh, get the bigger sports networks like ESPN, um, and just make it much more professional at a, at a higher rate. Yep. That's my takeaway. Yeah. And just, I mean, just talking to him, he like he's going to give his input he's going to give like what he sees and his vision but at the end of the day he is relying on the players in Completely. terms of you know what do we feel is the right direction of the sport yes. so he's going to give his opinion based on his experience in other you know pro leagues and but at the end of the day he's going to kind of default to the players because he knows um that we've been around the sport. Yeah, I mean, more the so big thing is he wants the, the best for the sport. He'd love to see it grow. And he's just like, I have plenty of ideas. Yeah. But you know what? I would love to be called an idiot for any number of those ideas and, and not go that way. But yeah. I'm, I'm going to voice my opinion. And if you guys say it's wrong, I'm probably just going to listen to you. Um, so it, I know there, there's going to be a, a player committee, which I think is going to be important. And really what I came back to is we had one episode where we talked to where we talked about having a player's union, basically. Mm. And I think it's really important, and Tom has emphasized this as well, just from his knowledge of the ATP, he knows Isner pretty well and, and that stuff, that the tour should be a tour of the players from the get-go. Because once a tour already has power, it's difficult for the players to get it back. Yeah. It's just like it should be for the players, and they should have a say from the beginning and be valued. And an example of that is like the exclusivity. Like PPA had already done that, and they're doing that more now. And basically what he's saying is, from the get-go, you should have it such that it's not like you can't go play other tournaments. It, those tournaments that are independent should have to meet minimum standards, whether that's, you know, appearance fees, uh, a venue size, whatever the, the benefits and perks, of, you know, that we want as pro players, they should be there. And, yeah. you know, we've talked about how the U.S. Open has, hasn't lived up to that or Nationals hasn't. And these, you know, yeah. big tournaments that just they don't treat their players well enough. And basically what it, what it turns out to be is, yes, it's a tour of the players, but it's also a union in a way that demands minimum standards. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's really important because if you have everything all disorganized and all over the place and players aren't together on stuff, then yeah. you kind of get screwed over. Yeah, no, agree. I think it's uh, the sport's been really fragmented for a long time. And even like it's, you know, you see even more rating systems and stuff like that coming out. Um, but what I would say just from kind of connecting with Tom is he, he wants to kind of unify the sport, which I think is yeah. really, really good and really needed in terms of, um, you know, growth in terms of getting more eyeballs and sponsors and stuff like that. So, um, you know, some people might look at it as like, oh, he's creating division where I see it as he's, he's actually creating unifying the sport yeah. and trying to create a baseline standard for pros specifically, 
Um, not that he doesn't want to work with other people, but he just wants the sport to go in one direction and have a baseline of standards that it meets. And if you have standards, people take it a lot more seriously. It's like when you see your grandma's pickleball, <laughs> there's just, you know, it's classic pickleball, basically. There's a big difference between that and, you know, the ATP tour is always the example I go back to. It's obviously much more professional, obviously has a bigger following. But how do you get a bigger following in fans if you don't have something that looks professional? You got to start somewhere. Yeah. Um, and that's where I think we're, we're headed at a much greater rate than we are were before. Um, so pretty good news. Well, really, to me, it's brilliant news. Um, but I know it, it's uh, interesting to a lot of people because they might not know everything that's going on. It's kind of sudden. And uh, I can just say from my point of view, it's it's another good thing. Yeah. Things are looking up for the, pi- the, the pickleball world. The pickle sphere. The pickle sphere. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you know, if you guys want to submit questions on that, I'm sure there's uh, a lot to be talked about. Um, it's a big development, and I'd be happy to talk about it more. Let's see. Let's see what we got here. New PPA owner. So we just talked about Tom plus 2022 goals. What do you have, Benjamin, for 2022? 2022 goals. Was that a question? Yeah. Why didn't you let me do uh, my thing? You're springing questions at me. I just jumped into Q and A immediately. I don't know why. I didn't do my Q and A intro. So don't answer the question then. Let's ignore it. Let's talk about other stuff. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I I will ignore that question. You know, I do questions when it feels right, and I need to do my intro, or else it just doesn't get me in the mood to answer. It's not time for questions yet. Then it doesn't feel right to me anymore. Okay. Well, I just I I love doing this part. Results, nothing. (laughs) Upcoming, nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Let's continue. Um. I'll do our, uh, you know what, our lower level section, it, it's kind of in between upcoming and freestyle, and that's not where it should be. Freestyle should be the next section after news and events. Oh, yes. you mean freestyle. I like the deep eye contact. I, I had good. to. I had to. <laughs> um, so we're in Cabo. Cabo is lovely. Cabo San Lucas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been to Mexico a number of times, but I really like this place. It's sick. What's not to it, like? It reminds me of Hawaii and Costa Rica combined with great margaritas. It does, actually, yeah. And it's it's a quick trip. Mm-hmm. Couple mm-hmm. hour flights, easy. Yeah. So what what have we done? We we played pickleball. We've played some pickleball. We've uh, we've just enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the I forgot. Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Is it twenty twenty two? I guess so. Well, how did we get here? Yeah. Well, we did spend New Year's here. Um, so what's yeah. our What's our? Um, okay. After pickle sphere, I'm like on this thing of combining words. What's What's our podversary? <laughs> I can't. I can't. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't say it seriously. What's, it. When when did we do our first podcast? I, I think it was at the end of March. Okay, so we're coming up on our podversary. Pod, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, th- I think it was like March thirtieth. Okay. So we almost a happy year of podcasting. Mm-hmm. We should have a podcast birthday. What like, uh, like a I want like a cake that says Freestyle Boys on it, and we like offer it up to I don't know the sky, like a figure, just like for the podcast gods, the pickle sphere. <laughs> No, we're not giving it. Well, do you want to give it to the people? I want to give it to the pickle verse. Yes, that's oh, the pickle verse. I like, you like that. that I like that more yeah. than the pickle sphere. Yeah. I like anything with verse in it. Yeah. I'm the greatest power in the verse. It's metaverse, but pickle verse. Yes. Um, yeah, so Cabo wasn't really. I, I'd say that's our freestyle of the month ish, other yeah. than going to Hawaii because that was in December too. But yeah. we, we planned it like a couple days in advance. <laughs> we planned it a couple days. In I mean, we didn't do it the day of. It yeah, was like, yeah, it was like yeah. Two days before. Yeah, I didn't know. It. Let's just say on Christmas, I had no idea I would be in Cabo for New Year's. Awesome. So that's, our, that's our freestyle. Yeah. Uh, I in my freestyle segment, I just have woo girls. So I don't even know what to say about that. 
Oh, well, you got you and Jack got pretty lit up. I'll tell you that on uh on New Year's Eve. I think it was 5 p.m. and Jack goes looks at me kind of like with a blank stare goes, "I'm so drunk." <laughs> <laughs> and like a little smile and I'm just like, "Good girl. Hi, girl." Oh, yeah. Well, woo girls, you know the girls that are are like young and they go out. And sometimes even older girls too. And I shouldn't even generalize to girls. It could be guys too, like me. <laughs> uh, they, they just go, "Woo!" Yeah. Like the woo girls, yeah. right? So last night I was just I was imitating them because I love imitations. They're just like woo and at the end, mini, mini, woo. Yeah, like the moo because yeah. sometimes you do a big moo like moo, and then sometimes you just go moo. <laughs> so mini, mini moo, mini woo. So yeah, so the woo girl thing. I actually saw that for the first time on How I Met Your Mother. I don't know if you saw that episode, uh, but there was an entire episode on woo girls. <laughs> and it was fantastic. That's a great show. Speaking of, there's a How I Met Your Father coming out, which I plan on so watching. So I heard. Yeah. Uh, also in my freestyle segment, I have <laughs> WFC glitching. What's WFC? This is my story about how I ruined a video game for the entire world. <laughs> Let's hear it. So this is a question by Colin. Not, not, not so much a question as a request to explain this whole story. It also is the or, uh, origin of my, of my name that I use for everything. BenjiBot. Like as a username. Yeah, BenjiBot. Uh, so yeah, when I was, when I was younger, um, I'm like between the ages of seven and 12. Um, I love video games and I love Transformers, mm-hmm. like the movie. Um, and when I was seven or eight or something, I got this game. It was the most recently released game. It was like a, a third-person shooter, basically. That was um, it was Transformers called Transformers War for Cybertron. So I was super <laughs> super into this whole thing. Um, I could see this. Yeah, it w- at, at that age, and I got I got really good at it. But <laughs> how I ruined the game is. It had a like a. It, it wasn't hacking, but some games have glitches in them. Like they're not programmed perfectly. Yeah. And uh, the, the short of it is, you have four different classes of, of uh, transformer, and they each have unique abilities. So, for instance, your lowest level would be f- they're they're flying, but they have half the health of the biggest guy, which is like a tank. Got it. Uh, but they're fairly evenly balanced. But they just have certain abilities and stuff like that. And I figured out <laughs> how to use like lag in a game to swap their abilities. <laughs> so I just put the most ridiculous like stuff. I'd give my flyer double health and like invisibility, which neither of these things that yeah. they should have and a tank gun on the jet. It's just like ridiculous stuff. Um, and, and basically I used it and it got so bad like that there were so many things you could do in the game that were so overpowered compared to everything else that if you weren't using the glitches, you'd get wrecked every time. Nobody knew about this. Somehow, out of all the players, I found it as an eight-year-old kid. Then I did a YouTube video on it, and I got so much hate at eight years old for like fighting this glitch and ruining a game. Because you know what they call people that do this? What glitch bitch? <laughs> really? I haven't actually because I, I had a glitch in a uh, FIFA '96 where I found like this perfect little spot on the screen where if you go there, it's impossible to block. Mm-hmm. So I would I would play you're, you're I would familiar. play in college. And I would get yelled at for being a glitch bitch. Yeah, you're, you're, you're familiar. <laughs> So, I mean, it was really fun. I argued that it made the game more fun because we could just do ridiculous stuff yeah. now. And if you were all using them, it was awesome. Uh, but, yeah, it just degraded into so much uh, <laughs> ridiculosity in that game. That Ridicula- <laughs> ridiculosity. Okay, I like it. I'll, 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 I approve. You'll allow it? I approve. Awesome. Uh, but you were, like, my the FIFA 96 glitch is common. Like, if you mm-hmm. play enough, you, you find yeah. it and you do it. Yeah. Um, or you don't because... You both agree not to. Yeah. But you were the first person to find this glitch yeah. like actually, across everybody. Actually, yeah. That's wild. Uh-huh. Yeah. And what was funny is like other people once they learned that one, they they discovered some other similar ones that allowed everyone to get just You it, opened up a whole world yeah, of glitch. Oh, it, it was Pandora's box. Oh no. Uh yeah. So basically you could use those and play with 
people that did them, and if you didn't, then you just get wrecked, and it was not fun anymore for them. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I got a lot of hate for that at eight years old, but uh, it, it was a really fun game while it lasted, and that is the story of how I ruined an entire video game. And became Benji Bot. Yes, so Benji Bot, like Bot, Transformer, Benji, my name, that's that's where that came from. Uh, 789, because those are my three favorite numbers. That's Benji Bot 789 that I use for every, every username ever. Um, yeah, but I was actually pretty good at that game. I got to top 50 in the world. That's, you're annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Stop being good at stuff, please. Well, I mean, there there weren't that many players, like 10,000 or so. Uh, it's, yeah, it's still annoying. <laughs> what else? Hmm. Do you just want to let me, me keep ranting about stuff? Yeah, this is good. Okay. Uh, hot takes. Oh, yeah. Uh, I like that one. Um. So this was funny. I, I think after our last episode, which sorry for the long break, guys, but after our long episode, I never realized anything we said was very contentious. And oh, then, then yeah. we got like a bunch of feedback about people like discussing our stuff. I was like, huh, I didn't realize this was going to happen, but okay, cool. Yeah, I had people ask me stuff. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. You're like, yeah, apparently people. It was mostly the Nationals thing and the Irina thing. Yeah, and, and also the M word, apparently. <laughs> oh, I see you've reverted back. <laughs> I, I've been educated now. Uh, well, no, like, I, I actually didn't know that that was, like, you know, mm -hmm. offensive. If I had known it was offensive, I wouldn't, I, w I clearly wouldn't say it. Um, but I literally didn't know. And you were just going over a bit from John Mulaney at comedic the end of content. the day. Yeah. Comedic content from another comedian, John Mulaney. He's, he's the best. Um, but yeah, the, the, the stuff. About nationals was interesting because I was like, I feel like I just reported exactly what I heard from other players. Right. It's not even really that much of a hot take. So like, it's not really from my point of view. It's yeah, what I was what I was told. Yeah. And I mean, some of it's not disputed, right? It's like it did happen. So we were just reporting on what did happen. Um, and there's some there's some, I don't know, I guess controversy on the on the the Braverman Irina match on. Yeah, I mean. I basically said it's hard to overrule a call on the far side of the court from a ref I, I that's standing. I, I don't think a ref should be doing that, and I'm pretty sure every ref got a talking to after that. Like, it's, one, impossible to see that with such certainty to overrule, so why would you do it? And it's like, it, it's that simple. What Irina did, I mean, I guess pulling out on match point, you can see that it's just low sportsmanship, but right after you get that call taken from you, which, I mean, if you look at the replay, it was out, and then she got overruled. Like, I can see yeah. that she was mad, but don't need more explanation on that. Obviously, you don't want pros doing that in general. Like, it, it's not a good look. Yeah, it's not. It's not great. But I can understand the frustration there. Especially, apparently, they had a bunch of like chaos earlier in the match too about multiple things. Like, some sometimes the court was wet, the lines were wet, there yeah. were long breaks, an injury timeout or something. It the whole, like, the whole thing. I watched a little bit of thing. the live stuff. There's, I, I guess, it was raining a little bit, and you know, Irina didn't feel like it was safe, and and Jill was kind of like doing a box a boxer stance at the you know, at the serving line, ready to go, and Irene's just sitting on the bench, and <laughs> the whole thing was just like, you know. Throwback to when Braverman served the ball when Vivian wasn't even in the court. Correct. She's ready to serve at all times. So, uh, yeah. She's trained to. Yeah, so, uh, I don't know. I don't want to get too much into it, but, um, yeah, leave it at that. Cool. I like it when we have contention in our episodes. It's Especially when we don't know there's contention. <laughs> That's the best. It's like, we just talk, and I don't know. I, th I feel like people take what we're doing here maybe a little bit too seriously sometimes like well, i think it's usually because they do it secondhand like they hear it from somebody else like oh go listen to this part they said this about you or this situation yeah. listen to it and it's like when you have a, a microcosm of, of what we're talking about that you can see as though we're serious 
And most of the time, if you're either a listener or you listen to the whole thing, you're just like, oh, my gosh, these guys are not serious at all. They will talk about anything. <laughs> right. We're not reporting hard news here, guys. We are, we we're, are we're just, not CNN. We are having fun, and we are giving our opinions. And, uh, yeah, that's it. I feel like these days with podcasts, you got to be full of disclaimers. It's like, these are our opinions. Don't take them personally. Yeah. It's just how, we're, it's how a couple dudes see the world of pickleball. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an interesting one here, and this is from practice. This, this is kind of a hot take. I think you're probably going to relate to this a little bit. Uh, but it's definitely also a little bit in our other section of how to practice well. Yeah. Um, so basically my phenomenon here is that, you know, when you're practicing, say, one thing in particular, like in pickleball, it's drilling. And, you know, you want to get better at it. And sometimes you get something where you know you're failing and you're not doing it right, and then something clicks. Like, yeah. it's like, I'm doing it right now. Yeah. And I, my dad always called it, you got in a groove. Mm-hmm. Like you're doing it really well right now. And what he always said was, when you get in a groove, you want to stay in that groove as long as you can because yep. those are your most quality reps. Yep. That, like ingraining the really good stuff in you, is the most important part of practice. I agree with that. And what is interesting is every time I go from struggling to in the groove, I get like an immediate sense of relief. Like, oh, I got there. Yep. And it's really tempting to stop. It's like, oh, I did it. I got there. It's like, no, 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 no. The whole point wasn't Now's to get the time. there. Now's the time. Now is the time yeah. where you ingrain this. And yeah. that's what's really important. And it's just interesting that, that, you know, it's that sense of relief of I got there rather than, oh, now I can really put some real work in. Yeah, because I think the tendency is to, to, yeah, like you said, like let off the gas. You're like, I've been trying to figure this out, figure this out for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, like, you, now get, you, you get a couple and you're like, that's how you do it. Uh-huh. And then you just don't worry about it anymore. Right. You're just, oh, I did it. I'm that's, fine. It's so true. Mm-hmm. Like, I just remember uh, when I was kind of starting – I was trying to figure out how to like which forehand drop I should hit. Should I, should I hit it? Should I just kind of bump it over and just have a really high percentage, or should I actually try to roll it and have a little bit more of an offensive shot as well on drops? And I just like it took me forever to actually figure out how to get a a decent roll that was consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, but once it clicked, I was like, ah, that's how you do it. And I made a few, and I'm like, okay, but you're right. Like, I, I let off the gas a little bit, and I didn't, like, that's when yeah. I should have really doubled down and just kind of really had it ingrained. But yeah. that's a, it's a good lesson for people out there when, you, like, yeah, you're struggling and you're trying to get something to to work, and you feel like that sense of relief, like you said, like, don't stop. Right. Uh, and that, that, where I got that from is, like I said, my dad always said that. I just remember so many days where I'd be pitching um, baseball mm. in our backyard, and basically he w- he would notice, he's like, your motion looks good now. Your results are good now. We're going to keep doing this until until we're truly done. And I'd be pitching like well into the dark. And yeah. he's like, well, I really can't see anymore, but keep it up because you're at a good good spot. That's how I learned like, hey, when you're feeling good, you keep it going. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it's also just a good point in terms of like how to like train pickleball. It's mm-hmm. like you can't, it, it, it'll take so long for you to get that sense of relief yeah. if you're just playing. Right. Like you have to be drilling because be it only comes from reps. Yes. Like for me right now, I, this I, I thought of this basically when I was doing midcourt stuff, and for me midcourt is like the biggest struggle because most You're a midcourt is, machine. <laughs> thank you, <laughs> uh, but that's the thing I've practiced most, especially recently, just because most things in pickleball like it feels natural, it comes natural. I do it enough, and it just it just feels right. With midcourt, I'm just like I'm focusing, I'm trying really hard. I know what I should do, and sometimes I'll still do badly. I'll still mess. I'm just like this is infuriating. Yeah. Like just get better at this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just when I hit that, that was it in my in that whole pickleball like practicing stuff. It was the biggest moment where I was like, I've practiced this so much, now it feels right, but I can't stop. 
Yeah. Whereas yeah, yeah, other yeah. stuff, it's just like, yeah, you just kind of do it and it comes naturally. You don't worry about it. But this I had to really focus on and practice. Um, and as always, it always comes to me when I just imitate other people. Better. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Just to imitate other people and it works. But even when you get it, like even when you do, when it clicks, like, like it's not going to just stay there too, right? Mm. It's like, it's going to, like, even no. if you stay on it and focus on it and keep working on it, it's still going to, there's still going to be times where you're like, maybe I don't have it. Right. No, it's, there's definitely times where I, ah, did I lose it? Yeah. And, um. I mean, sometimes personally, I, I take notes on it. I'll take pictures. I'm just like, you can't always remind yourself of a feeling. Yeah. When it feels right, you might not be able to get that feeling back immediately. It, it, you just have to, re you know, when you do it again, you're like, oh, that was it. Yeah. But you can't just do it off the bat. So, like, I always set up reminders for myself of this was the exact position. This was the situation. Whatever kind of notes, trigger words, pictures you can use to get the feelings back yeah. is what's important to me. And just one thing I found interesting. I don't, I'm just going to roll here. But one thing I found interesting um, – that you do that I don't know if many other people do um, just in terms of strategy and setting the game. And like you said, like what made me think about this, you said taking note, taking notes. Um, and I don't know if you have, you probably don't have it on everybody, mm -hmm. um, but you do take notes on people's games Yeah. and you know, the best, the best way to play them. Like you sent me one when I was playing singles against somebody. I don't remember who, but I was like, Oh, this is lengthy this is lengthy in depth and like you've really thought about this and mm -hmm. like tried to try to really sort out the best strategy on on how to play somebody yeah um and i don't that's yeah i think that's one thing that probably a lot of players don't do and it's 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 underrated because um like there's certain people that i haven't played often and that i'm uncomfortable playing just because i haven't seen much of it yeah um but like when i do get the opportunity to play that person i should 100 percent like take notes and like take everything I can from that match because I don't yeah. play them all the time. Right. And there's so, definitely something to be said for not overthinking things. You can go yeah. too strategic, but usually for me, it's like in hindsight, I was like, I did this, felt right. What were the results? Should I continue to do that? And you can find a lot of interesting patterns with players. So for me, singles, I usually have it all in my head. Uh, I don't write too much of that down. It just uh, do what feels right. That's a nice little motto for, for that. But for doubles, it's been more important. Like I have much more lengthy game plans uh, against specific teams with specific people. So like with when I was playing with me and Matt or uh, me and Colin, like we had specific game plans for players and they, they were long. Like they, they, there was all, it's really in bullet points, like do this, this and this. Yeah. But it was, it was definitely quite lengthy. And uh, it's, to me, it's really just about reinforcing what you know is right, but being very disciplined. About yeah. It. So I think just a good discipline, it works well. In terms of like, yeah, because I had a couple of the messages say just talk about strategy because people love hearing about strategy. Yeah. I think kind of two easy ones when you're at home or at your, you know, local rec player or whatever that you can think about doing. Um, and it's something that probably pros talk about before every match on what the strategy is in this respect is one, who to who to return to mm -hmm. and two, who to drop to. Mm -hmm. Like those, like if you if you don't do anything else in terms of strategy in a match, at least do those, those two. Those ones are basic. Yeah, those are basic. You can do that every single time you play, and I would say another one that people don't really do all the time is if somebody misses their third, for example, don't hit your neck. Don't hit your next return to the other person. Go right back to that person, in my opinion. They just mean, missed one. Confidence may be a little shaky. Go right back. Make make them and, hit one. And the more they miss it, the, the worse the confidence They missed two in a row? Oh, uh, you're not returning <laughs> anywhere else. <laughs> and if they're getting you know tight when it's the score's tight, then it could be real bad news for them. Exactly. So um, it's just noticing little things like that. That you, I mean, that's, that stuff's easy to do every time you play. So, Yeah. And that's funny you say that because for most uh, teams uh, when, I'm, when I'm playing, 
unless it's a very specific team that I do have one of these, you know, more developed game plans against. Uh, most of them, I'll just go out there, you know, with my partners, be like, I have like maybe two points. It's like return to this person, drop to this person. For a lot of teams, that's all I'll say. Yep. And other than that, it's like play our game. That's what works. Yep. Um, it's only a, a couple specific teams where I have to be more in depth. It's mm -hmm. just funny you mentioned that because that, that's what I do at the beginning of every one. If there's anything said, it's those. Yeah. Um, I feel like that might have covered our strategy section. I think we did good today. <laughs> oh, one more thing. Yeah. Uh, I was, so I was talking to Tony a little bit. He, Tony's the guy that helps us uh, kind of produce social content and the podcast, video stuff, and all that. And I was just like, I was like, I have this podcast equipment every day. Like, what? Like, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm missing an opportunity to just create content. And I was like, so he sent me this thing that Facebook's doing called Soundbite, which I had never heard of, and I it was it's actually a little cumbersome to find. So it might be kind of like a beta thing that Facebook's rolling out, but it's basically these little short audio clips similar to a podcast, but it just lives on Facebook. Hmm. Um, so it's called a soundbite. And I was, so I've been thinking like over the, like since I started Pickleball from the very first day, I've kind of documented the journey of the process I went through, the learnings that I was going through at the time. And it's like, I have a lot of content that like one, people don't even know exist. And two, like I think it could help people whether they're trying to go pro or whether they're just trying to get better. Um, so I was like, how can I, how can I kind of create a compilation of this content for people? And I think it would be really easy to just, you know, every day I just post like a three, four minute audio clip of, uh, my, my journey from the beginning in terms of what I learned. So if that sounds interesting, let me know. Otherwise I will not do it because it's work. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, sometimes I wish I could go back and watch myself in like my first year of playing. Yeah. Like how different was I? Because the earliest stuff I, I usually have is like uh, 2017. Mm -hmm. I played for a year before that. Not not a lot, but a little bit. Um, and I kind of want to see myself. Like what, what did I play? Like I play, even played with my finger up on the paddle for like really? first eight months that I played. Like um, you were choking up on it pretty I, high? I was playing like table tennis. Wow. Okay. Um, and I would, I would drive obviously a lot of stuff. That's yeah. just how I came into it. So I was like combining tennis and table tennis as best I knew how. Um, and then I, I remember like there's a spe specific point I was in my driveway. I was just like, I think it's fundamentally better to play with my finger down. And I was like, this is going to be an effort. Yeah. And I got rid of it. I was just like, I, I want to go back and watch myself basically. So that was a conscious effort to change, yeah, change mm -hmm. that, huh? Mm -hmm. Um, that's always hard because I remember like in tennis, like, you, uh, like you don't want to change major stuff. You're, ser you're serving with one grip, right? Mm -hmm. And then like your coach tells you to like move it over and then you start doing it and it's like, I will never make a serve again. <laughs> this is so hard. I'm hitting every serve directly into the ground. Yeah. And then you just keep doing it. You keep doing it. And then eventually you have a kick serve. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, that's how this works. <laughs> but any any change initially feels super awkward. Mm -hmm. uh, and I also, like, whenever I go watch more old stuff, the older I go, the more continental my grip looks to me. Mm. It's interesting. I, I'll be, like, completely cupping the ball when, yeah. I'm, uh, when, in, when I'm playing, like, 2070. I was like, really? Did I play like that? And it just it does look like that. It's, yeah. it's pretty interesting. Then there's some shots where I'm just like, oh, yeah, still got that one. It looks just about the same. Yeah. <laughs> it's better, but it looks the same. And some of those have just been gradual moves, like, slowly moving, right, without even, like, a conscious, like, yeah, okay, no, I got to move from here to here. I didn't realize I changed my grip. Interesting. Uh, but I definitely have. Like, I, I remember certain points where I was just like, maybe I'll try shifting it over, but I didn't realize how much, how different it looks now. Gotcha. Mm. Uh, do, you, do you have questions? It's time. Questions <laughs> of the week? <laughs> Wait, did I do it wrong? Question. Yeah, I don't know. You'd questions. There. Questions yeah. of the week. You did. Questions. 
I'm going to blame that one on being tired. You're re- you redeemed yourself, though. Thank you. Okay, so I'll go through these. So all of them are PPA acquisition. Talk about that. Uh, oh, Metaverse. Other fun sports to play besides pickleball. Um, well, I love table tennis still. Mm-hmm. Very fun. There's a difference between ping pong and table tennis. Guys, learn it. But also just ping pong is fun, too. It's, it's good either way. It is, it's a completely different game, but they're both interesting. Uh, I don't play a lot of volleyball because it's very easy to like jam your fingers and stuff, but I don't really want to risk, but I, I love it. I we love, we I played love here it. and it was fun. Yeah, I mean, we, we played with some kids. <laughs> but did we win? We, we sure did. It was like seven <laughs> grown so men gratifying. versus like seven kids, and every person is just talking trash to these children. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, oh, that's all you got? They couldn't even talk back. No, they, they, it was yeah. so... <laughs> we beat them actually... like 11 to 1 or something, and, and the net is low, so we all feel like absolute beasts and they're just like i'm like seven feet tall just spiking all these children so funny that's fun but yeah i do enjoy volleyball volleyball i like uh i like just throwing a football throwing a frisbee Mm -hmm. shooting hoops um i actually like ultimate frisbee but you need like a you need a team you need a full setup yeah um i like laser tag like adult laser tag. i haven't played laser tag in forever we should play i like paintball even more like laser tag is just the easy way to do paintball but paintball is a ball paintball is scary <laughs> i don't like so <laughs> it, it stings a little bit i i only see like insane welts on people and i'm like no, that doesn't no. look fun no it's it's very fun you just wear thick clothing if you really don't want and we just play with the real bullets then. if you're gonna be a little you know what <laughs> glitch <laughs> yeah a glitch yes <laughs> a little glitch then uh you shouldn't be playing paintball but you should just go with me it'll be fun um, I'll, I'll probably just shoot you in the back <laughs> you couldn't there's no way you could get there. I'm so sneaky. There's no way you could get there. You know, my best story about paintball, I, I felt so good about myself. You know what? I'm really just propping myself up with this story. It's one of my proudest moments. <laughs> You're really. your own hype man. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm own, just let me be. Um, so I was playing pickleball, and I love, uh, not pickleball, paintball. I love it when it's like woods, and, you know, you can be pretty stealthy and stuff. Basically, very long game, uh, pretty tight. We're playing like, uh, I think it was just elimination, like just eliminate everybody, team v team. I think it was maybe like 2v2 at the end, and I'm out of ammo. I have nothing. <laughs> so it, it's heavily wooded, and basically I get up all the way behind their last guy, and you can, and they'll just surrender. They'll put up their hand if you're like pointing at them, just like don't make me shoot you point blank. Yeah. And basically I did that to him, and then as soon as I got it, I was like, I didn't have any bullets. <laughs> he could have just turned around. It didn't matter. I had nothing. Are you able to click so he hears it uh, there's nothing? No, it just uh, – no, just yeah, yeah you can. But, but then he would – no, I didn't get hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, that's so true. Basically, I made him after, surrender with after no ammunition. Like, yeah. can you imagine doing that in real war? Just like, I got you. Oh, you could have just turned around and shot me. I had nothing. That is great. <laughs> Complete bluff. What a great But, but why would he know? <laughs> well, you don't want that from point blank range. No, it, it does hurt a little yeah. bit of point blank. A lot of it, I bet. You know what? Why are you so scared? <laughs> it stings a little bit. Because I remember seeing paintball when I was like 10 years old. Oh, gosh. And it's like, I will never do that. <laughs> <laughs> you can just be so athletic. Like, you can slide and shoot. You can use cover. It's. So I mean, it, you're right. It's it, it's probably a fear that's just irrational because the the chances of somebody actually shooting me are Yeah, so laser, laser tag's more your speed. No, I just I wouldn't get shot in paintball because I'm that good, I would imagine. <laughs> I'm very good in laser tag. Um, if that translates well to paintball, you probably don't want to play with me. Yeah, I mean, la- oh, I would love to play with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, laser tag, I mean, it's indoors. I prefer outdoors, but laser tag's fun, too. And airsoft, I feel like people always cheat. They're like, oh, I didn't get hit, but you can't deny it with paintball generally. There's no uh, there's no indoor paintball? Uh, there is, but I would never play indoor paintball. Like, why? why would you do that? Just go play in the woods. 
it's more natural. I feel at one with nature as I'm using a big mole gun. It is more like <laughs> warfare. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Ashworth, what's up? Uh, yeah, so everybody wants to talk about the acquisition, uh, but best cross-training for pickleball. Cross-training cross training generally applies to other sports, right? Yeah, I wouldn't say like what you do at the gym, for example, but... Uh, what is the well, best cross-training? Take it how you want. Okay. Um, yeah, cross training. Obviously, like background sports. If you don't, if you don't have a strong background in table tennis or tennis, why not go do those? Because they're obviously translate directly. But that's kind of an obvious answer. So, um, I'm gonna go with um, skating or hockey, just because of the balance. Yeah. Yeah, I think the balance is pretty cool. Because whenever I go skating, I I'm really sore, and I think anything that makes you sore is probably pretty good for you. Yeah. And I love balance like lifts that require balance. I like sports that require balance. I think it's really important because it applies to all sports. Yeah. Ballet. Yeah. Let's go do some ballet, Robert. I'm in. I'd probably be an excellent ballerina. You look cute in a tutu. (laughs) (laughs) Where are you and why wasn't I invited? John Davison, the people's champ. Uh, The people's champ. We don't, we don't see you enough. You know, if if you just like come to us, you'll be with us. It's I feel like that's on you. It's easy. <laughs> just be around. Yeah, just, you're not here? Okay, we're going without you. One of my favorite lines from a show, <laughs> it's New Girl, my favorite sitcom ever. Uh, it's along with How you met, how I Met Your Mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy goes, he's giving advice to his girlfriend, not his girlfriend, but his friend that's a girl. And she's like, how do I pick up a guy? He's like, well, I'm a solid six, but my theory is very simple. Be there. <laughs> when, he goes to, when he goes to get something to eat, be there. When he goes to get a drink, be there. When he goes to the dance floor, be there. <laughs> so, uh, well, all right. <laughs> Simple. <laughs> it's one way to do it. So, John Davison, be there. Be there. Slokey Slocum strategy. We cover strategy today. You're welcome, Slokey. Who bought PPA? That's Tom Dundon. Spencer rule and what tournaments divisions are keeping it in the game? So, the only one, the only division where the the Spencer is completely banned is PPA Pro. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's as far as I'm concerned, legal everywhere else. Yep. Um, and I think the reason for that is, like, on one hand, I'd be like, ah, oh, just, you know, get rid of it for the amateurs, too. Like, they're even more affected by it. So yeah. why? And I think the reasoning behind that is they're like, we don't want to degrade the pros because that's our, you know, TV and all that. Um, but outside of that, we'd like to stick to the regular rules just to make things less complicated for people. Just like, all the rules are the same, and their caveat is for the pros, we can't do this because I think they think it's ridiculous. Yeah. Fair. Um, bup, 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 bup. any non pickleball New Year goals? Non pickleball New Year. I like goals. that, Nate. Good question. Mm. Anytime somebody uh, yeah. goes against pickleball, I like it. I have uh, I have I have a book list that I want to get through. I, I basically when I was a kid, I was a huge reader. I loved reading, and when I started going to school, I was just always caught up with like, hey, I'm either training, studying, schoolwork. And I just, like, I didn't really have much of a reason to do other stuff. So yeah. I, I stopped reading nearly as much. And then, I, of course, I missed it. But now I'm just like, I have more time to read. I yeah. think I should. I think it's really healthy. Yeah. Um, so when I lived in, well, yeah, when I lived in Boulder, Colorado, uh, I've got a buddy. I, we've talked about him a little bit, Philip McKernan, mm-hmm. who lives in Ireland now. But he ran this event called One Last Talk. Uh, he wrote a book called One Last, One Last Talk as well. And the premise of it is, is... If you were in front of a room full of people and you were to die tomorrow, what would your message 
be to that room and to the world, essentially. Um, and it can't be like a TED Talk. It's got to be based on your own story, something you've, like things you've gone through, and relating that to to others mm-hmm. and what they could what they could gain from it. But I remember being there, and I was kind of just you know helping Philip out a little bit. And there was a guy um, named Thatcher Wine who had just dealt with cancer, didn't know if he was going to make it, survived, and just talked about like you know that experience of thinking that you may die. Um, but just fascinating, fascinating stuff. And then I just saw recently on Instagram that Thatcher wrote a book called, called the 12 monotask. I believe that's the name of it. Uh, but it goes in line with stuff I've done in the past. Like I'm a big believer in, in terms of not always being connected to, to your devices and spending time fully offline. Um, cause I don't know, there's, you know, everything's trying to grab our attention nowadays. And I find myself all the time, like I have a real difficulty just sitting down reading because I'll check my phone, I'll do other stuff. And even listening to audio, it's like I'm not fully listening to audio because I'm also looking at different stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the premise of the book, 12 Monotask, is whatever you're doing, like if it's just us podcasting, that's all we're doing. Yeah. If I'm reading, I'm not checking notifications, I'm not doing anything. If I'm listening to an audio book, that's all I'm doing unless I'm like driving or something. Um, but doing one thing at a time, like, yeah, it's so, so valuable. It's so valuable. And it's like, it's, I think we've gotten away from it big time. Huge. Like I can feel it myself. Like I love doing multiple things at once. I just like need more. Yeah. So I'll like whatever, listen to a podcast and I'll also want to be reading or something. It's like, I'm not absorbing either of these as much as I should. And there's, you're decreasing value in that. hundred percent. Like I, I really need a mono stuff more and the, i do mono stuff the stuff that like matters more to me like I'll, I'll go mono and practice when i study i just take out everything else but what i'm doing uh and then i know i'm just doing quality stuff and i was just like why don't i apply that to the rest of my life i really should so that's yeah that's mine for for 2022 amongst other things but um yeah you got any that popped up or no questions no i depended on you i got you uh Betancourt, there's a new franklin ball question mark um, unaware. Uh, also there's unaware. A new, there's a new color. Ah, uh, yeah. So lava, right? Lava. Yep. Um, it's the same ball, though, as far as I know. Pickleball nasty. I'm not sure exactly what that means, but he says three-year player contracts and the future of pickleball. Who would you want as CEO? What's the question? Who would you want as CEO? Uh, I'm guessing he's talking about um, the tour, maybe? I don't know. CEO of the tour. Um, or I don't uh, really have anyone off the top of my head, but uh, I'd say anyone that is good with people, good organizer, and probably a pass. And experience running before. a league. Yep. Yeah. Bup, bup, bup. PPA signings, and will the APP struggle to field women pro singles losing... Uh, Leia and Lauren. Well, women's pro singles has always been a struggle, so I'd imagine that's more so right now. Yeah. And uh, going back to like APP multiple tours, obviously one of the intents of this whole PPA deal is to make it such a primary tour with coverage and all that, such that it's equivalent to the ATP. And I don't think there's not still a place for APP. It's not going to be a competing tour anymore. It's not even going to look close to the same. But it is an interesting kind of avenue to be a qualifying tour almost. Uh, that's what I personally think it will develop into, and I think that's fine as long as the people that run it are fine with playing that role. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how 
kind of other organizations react mm-hmm. um, because the APP tour just simply won't get the number of players that they're going to need to to field a quality field and compete. Yeah. And once again, going back to the standards, it's simply that I don't think they have the means to supply the standards that the PPA is going to expect from other tournaments in order to have those contracted players play them. Um, and, but I do think the APP tour is a, a good avenue as long as it's organized, continues to be organized well. Uh, for players getting into the sport. Like, you know, if you have these ex-tennis players or whatever players trying to get in and get good, there needs to be an avenue for them to get good without losing a ton of money. And that's what I see that tour as. You're not going to be able to go to PPA tournaments immediately and just start making money because you're going to be playing against the best players all the time. You're going to do a lot of losing first. Yep. Uh, Most annoying slash awkward players to play against, uh, meaning uh, like an awkward style, like plays on the Ryan Ashworth. (laughs) <laughs> anybody that that's unpredictable um just their shots are tough to read um generally if they're they're very aggressive but hard to read those are going to be the, the toughest players to play um it's funny like you know the yeah the guys like ashworth i played some rec with him in vegas super nice dude mm-hmm. like wish i could spend more time with him uh but sure. he uh yeah like when i was first starting for the law i even told him i was like uh, you know, you see his sick tricks and mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. the you do it too. The, the kind of looks like a back two handed oh, backhand he, he, he and he loves releases two handed to one handed lefty and then it goes behind you. I mean, wa- I remember watching that on YouTube. Like, oh my god, these people are idiots. How how can you not hit that back? It's, uh-huh. it's and then like it happens to me and I just it like goes right by my head. And I don't <laughs> even think about hitting it and it just lands like six feet in. And I'm just like, <laughs> it just happened it, to me. It does the thing like woo. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a woo boy after it. It's awesome. I was like, it just happened to he me. Just, he didn't light you up. He just made you look like a fool. I promised to myself on YouTube that uh, that would never happen to me, and my, it happened to me. One of my favorite things is always when he he's super scrappy. He'd have the and this back when we used to play together. He's one of my most enjoyable partners. Just so much fun. Uh, but he just had the most ridiculous gets because he he doesn't come from tennis. He'd just be like down on one knee and just like blocking with two hands. Just silly gets like <laughs> Rob Cassidy style. Uh, and then my favorite though was when he d- do one of those, get like a pop up because they're so surprised they get up, get it back, and then he misses it. It's like God, <laughs> no, why? <laughs> I saw a clip of him. I saw a clip of and him. That's him, not me. I'm just laughing. Right. I saw a clip of him recently in uh, Arizona. I think it was, and he's like. <laughs> Scrappy's one way to put it, but he's like falling over net backwards. He's <laughs> tripping over net forward. I'm like, what are we watching? <laughs> so entertaining. Oh gosh. Uh, uh, let's see. I mean, that's pretty much it's it's all PPA acquisition more or less. Okay, so then we'll let some more roll in after our first explanation and get back to you yeah. next time. Last segment, spicy stories. Spicy stories. Once again, these aren't even necessarily spicy. I just think it's a good name. I think. I should tell – it's a, not even a real story. It's just a, an occasion. Uh, the only time I ever broke a paddle <laughs> in, in, a, in a tournament. I've broken a paddle in practice because practice is way more frustrating. Out of, out of anger? Yes. Um, so I played with Colin in the 2019 Texas Open, first time it was in Texas. I thought that tournament was so funny because in hindsight and while everyone was there, everyone was like, this is the hottest tournament I've ever played. And for some reason, I don't I, like. I'm usually not great with heat, but for that tournament, whatever reason, I was just like, I feel great. I I, I don't even feel the heat for whatever reason right now. Yeah. Uh, and and the whole weekend went pretty well. I felt like I was playing amazing. 
But uh, this is one of the first times I played with Colin. He hadn't improved, and he's not nearly what he is now. Uh, and he basically isolated and attacked a lot. Um, so we lost to Adam and Joey, at home, hometown favorites, in, um, gosh, I think it was like either, the, uh, it might have been the quarters. Um, so we were like deep in the back draw after that. Um, and I, after we lost to them, I threw my paddle at the back fence and the handle snapped. So I was so mad that we lost to them. <laughs> and then we lost to them again in the, uh, in the bronze medal match. Uh, to be fair, they both played really well. And, and in that match, it was like, you guys outplayed us. Well done. But I was, I was embarrassed because I was like, I, I, I never break a paddle. But I throw it at the fence and it snaps. <laughs> uh, so when I was first coming into pickleball, I would play with the Dormans and Kevin Stark. And I mean, it was, it was super rare to have like a day I played where multiple paddles weren't flying over the fence. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is pickleball. <laughs> I'm allowed to do this? I can just launch paddles? Uh-huh. And man, like I tell you, like I think people underestimate how far paddles can go. They catch wind like a frisbee. Dude, they'd go. It's wild. If you, if you So if you want to experiment, launch that paddle, let it go, see how far it goes. Well, I bet you can get 80, 90 yards out of it. Uh, yeah. What could go the furthest? You think uh, farthest? Furthest. Farthest. Furthest. Far- you sure? Yeah. Furthest. Furthest. farthest. When would you say farthest? I, I don't think I do. When would you say farthest versus furthest? Really? Interchangeable. That means I'm not wrong. You're not wrong. I'm definitely right. <laughs> uh, probably Gearbox? Uh, I don't know. Maybe we should test this and make a video out of it. That can be an OK Bye video. <laughs> That's done. We, we, yeah. Text writer. Uh, that's a brilliant idea. Um, I th- uh, just some, just some uh, random f- musings. I'm not done talking. <laughs> <laughs> I am not done here. Uh, yeah. So I think people are probably wondering like what's going to change in terms of the PPA and mm-hmm. all that, all the stuff that's happening. Um, and I would say probably not a ton in no. the first year, right? It's like it'll look pretty similar it's going to be business as normal for the most part um a lot of stuff's already in place right so you can't change um contracts and whatnot but um i would say just in terms of kind of seeing the direction that they're looking to go is it will be very focused on just you mentioned okay bye like content wise it's going to be very focused on content yeah like you know i don't feel like there's enough content it's going to be more entertaining it's going to bring a younger demographic to the sport. Um, pickleball is going to be looked at as a hip, hip, cool sport. Yeah. Um, Not your grandma's pickleball. No. So, you know, the pickleball being synonymous with, you know, a 65 year old playing at their local park, it's got to go. So it's going to be looked at as synonymous with a sport for everybody now. Yes. So I would say you'll probably see a big focus on, on that. It's going to be, more interesting, Highlights, more fun. content, background stories, anything to get people involved and interested yeah. in the sport. Because I just know that anybody that plays it usually has a ball. And yep. then it's just about giving them content to get them to try it. Yep. Um, what else? I'm done. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.